Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. COVID-19 has turned the world upside down. But is there any hope for us in these dark times? As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Father, we thank you for your goodness and for your kindness. This morning we worship your majesty, King of kings and Lord of lords. We receive all the glory and all the worship and all the thanks. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Welcome, welcome, amen. Um, I was looking at our numbers this morning. And I just heard God say, even for just one person, I will hold a service. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He says, even for just one person, I will hold a service. For just one. Amen. Um, he is the one who leaves the 99 and goes to find the one. Hallelujah. Amen. Stephen Eklin, she is the one. Amen. I think I am the one. Amen. You are the one. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, as you know, even though because of COVID we stopped in-person meeting, we've been very, very active virtually. So every day we have a prayer meeting for 30 minutes online from 7 to 7.30 p.m. On Thursdays we have Bible study for one hour from 7 to 8 p.m. And what we've done is that we've moved the Sunday virtual service to Saturday. So some people were in church yesterday, <laughs> and so they thought it's, it's enough. They are, they are not coming here today. Amen. And then for some of us, we also enjoy this, so we are here today. Amen. And uh, for a while, we've been treating the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, We've been going through Paul's letter to the church in Corinth and how he was encouraging them to make sure that they manifest these nine gifts. In total, there are about 21 of them. And we, we spend a long time on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But as we all know, it is extremely dangerous to have power and not have character. Extremely dangerous to have authority and not have self-discipline. It is... You don't want to have a boss who has no <laughs> who has no character. It is dangerous. So as much as Jesus promised us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being a gentleman came with gifts for the church, he only doesn't give us gifts, but he also helps us bear a fruit. It's interesting that sometimes you hear people preach about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But the scriptures never talk about fruits. It's one fruit. You know, and what that means is that in God's wisdom, he designed this one fruit with many characteristics or elements. So you cannot be deficient in one and be comfortable in saying, as for me, everybody knows I'm like this, so it's fine. <laughs> you understand? The Holy Spirit wants to build in us 
this one fruit. He helps us build this one fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we've entered, so we are now treating the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the first element of this fruit is love. So if you have your Bibles, please open to Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22 to 23 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Amen. Verse 16 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Amen. It's very, very important that as we delve into love and what love is and how love manifests and what love is about, it is extremely important for the Christian to remember that the Apostle Paul wrote and says it is the Holy Spirit who produces this kind of fruit in your life. Without the Holy Spirit, you end up with a lot of rules, a lot of dogma, a lot of systems, a lot of don't touch this, don't do that. Here we don't do this, here we don't talk like that, here we don't do that. <laughs> Without the Holy Spirit, you will try. There are religions that are thriving all over the world where people adhere, they try so hard to adhere to certain values and certain principles, hoping that because they are able to self-sacrifice and stay disciplined, they can achieve something great in the spirit realm. And the Bible is telling us, yes, it is possible for you as a person to have in your life this fruit, this fruit that in itself, this one person have this fruit that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You can have it all, but you can't do it by yourself. Amen. You have to let the Holy Spirit work with you. Amen. See, what is significant about the difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit is that a gift is given. A gift isn't grown. A gift is a gift. So if I bring you a car, I brought you a car. You receive it instantly. I don't come and say, oh, I start making a contribution towards the car I want to give you as a gift. So every month, bring five Ghana. <laughs> you get it? It's a gift. You receive it instantly. So when Paul writes to Timothy, he says, fan into flame the gifts that were imparted to you through the laying on of my hands. Receive, you know, you received it instantly. Fan it, in, fan it into flame. You, you, through prayer, through the study of the word, you can let a gift become manifest in your life. But it's a gift. Most people manifest the gift of speaking in tongues instantly. 
You know, one day they are in church and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit falls on them and they are prophesying. You know, like King Saul, we see him just prophesy out of the blue. You know, but the fruit is different. Amen. The fruit is slow work. Amen. You can't instantly become have love, joy, peace, gentleness, self-control, you know, all of that. You can't. Instantly, you can't. You may pretend. In fact, you can assume, you can think you have it until life throws you a curveball. <laughs> and then you realize that you are not as patient as you thought. You know, you meet a friend from your past who calls you a certain name and all of a sudden you see this rage boiling <laughs> or this self-pity come over you that you don't know where it came from. This morning, I want to, I mean, listen, there are over a hundred million songs. This is just a rough estimate, but experts believe there are over a hundred million songs written about love. I mean, every day somebody releases a song on love. Whether it's country music or hip-hop or high life or Afro-pop, every day somebody sings about love. Every day somebody writes about love. And yet, <laughs> we, we don't know what it is. We struggle with what love is. And this, God is not saying, if you grow in love, just love. No, no, he says, no, the fruit starts with love, but it's more than love. And in fact, the Apostle Paul in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when he, he gets into what love is, by the time it's over, you're like, who can be saved? This one, who, who, who can do it? So this morning, I want to just do an introduction to, to, to love. The what, the who, the how. Amen. So we learn from 1 Corinthians 13 that love is not your ability to speak many languages, whether they are human or spiritual, angelic tongues and all that. If, if you are a polyglot, but you have no love, <laughs> you are useless. Uh, it's not the ability to prophesy or if you, are, you have all the wisdom in the world or all the knowledge in the world. Love is not if you have great faith. You can have faith to raise the dead and to move mountains and all that. But th that doesn't prove that you have love. And if you have, you, are, you have that much faith and you don't have love, you are nothing. <laughs> love, you can be a philanthropist. You can give all your money to the poor. In fact, you can even, apart from giving all your money, give your own body to be sacrificed. You know, you can do all of that, but if it's come, if it doesn't come from love, the love that God gives us, if it doesn't come from from love, you are doing it for the fans. You are doing it, so they will see you digging through gutters because you are looking for votes. You are not doing it because you care about the community. And <laughs> no, Doctor T has told you that this community they get too much malaria, so go and distill their gutters for them. Yeah, that's not. You are doing it because you want votes. God says you are nothing. He doesn't register on the scale. He doesn't see you. And then he tells us that love is patient and kind. A big part of last year entering this year, I got obsessed with working on kindness. I discovered I wasn't the kindest person on earth. Once in a while, I'd be like ECG, you know, once in a while I'll be very kind and then there will be light off. And then, if you caught me at the, at the light of season, it wasn't so pleasant. If you caught me in traffic and the lights were off, then 
is not such a nice experience. So just on kindness and patience. Uh, I'm a short man. We are famous for not being the most patient of people. You know, uh, love is not jealous. I don't know. My wife, am I jealous? Not proud. As for pride, the, the day you think you are not proud, that is pride. <laughs> love is not rude. You know. I come from Fisher Folk in Elmina. Uh, our dialect is rude. Huh. Or a bit of, there's a bit of Gantu, so it doesn't help. Love is not self-centered. <laughs> I, I work as a creative professional. I haven't met a, an artist or a creative person who is not self-centered. Love is not irritable. I am the most easily irritated person on earth. I don't need anybody to tell me. It used to be so bad, God had to work with me on it. You know, all he had to do is uh, be slow. Because I worked in the profession where everything was deadline, deadline, and timeline, and deadline, timeline, deadline. So anybody who appeared to waste time, just walk slow. You don't have to do anything. Oh. Walk slow. And I flip. Like, listen, we don't have time. Just walk slow. Just, I mean, you don't have to say anything. Walk slow. And I flip. Keep no records of wrongs. When I was in secondary school, there was this senior who beat me. <laughs> I know the day God will give me a lesson on forgiveness will be the day I meet that guy and I'm nice to him. That test hasn't come yet. I haven't met him yet. <laughs> so I don't know if I'll pass it. He says, love keeps no record of wrongs. Love doesn't tolerate injustice. When you see somebody who upset you get into trouble, are you very compassionate? Not your friend, or not when your friend is in trouble. The boy who steals in the neighborhood, you see him receive mob justice. And the lawyer here will tell you that mob justice cannot be justified because the person hasn't been tried in the court of law. Like, give him two. Next time he will respect. He says, doesn't tolerate injustice. Rejoicing when truth wins out. Are we always, do we always rejoice when truth wins out? Never gives up. Never loses faith. Hey, never loses faith. Love never loses faith. Love never gives up. In this Ghana, love is always hopeful. Endures through every circumstance. I mean, really. And this is not the whole fruit. This is one. <laughs> one element of the fruit. And what is interesting is that the Greek word that Apostle Paul used in 1 Corinthians 13 for love is specifically agape. The God kind of love. The love that says that it is not, you know, I'm not nice because my wife cooked amazingly or last night she, she gave me the best treatment in the world or she bought me something nice for the birthday. The love that says that the way I love her has nothing to do with how she behaves. Has nothing to do with her at all. It is totally proactive and never reactive. Hey, who can be saved? 
Now, it is very, very easy to scream at politicians and to talk about corruption and to insult the young people for smoking weed and being immoral on TikTok and how their dresses are too short and who is training these people. It's extremely easy to be very self-righteous and to point fingers at others. But the word of God is also called a mirror. <laughs> Amen. And if we stand before this mirror and it says, this is what love is. And he says, by this men will know that you are my disciple. By this, not by many things. Not by how eloquent, how educated, how rich your church is, who is in your church, uh, how anointed you are, how the anointing falls when you sing, how many keys you can hit, how many skills you can... No, 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 not by anything, not by how, none of those. By just this one thing, <laughs> by love. <laughs> by love, by love alone. And then in 1 Corinthians 13, you get to verse 13, the, the ending of it. Says, These three things abide forever. There are three things that last forever. There are three investments you make that will last you not just in this lifetime, but will take you into eternity. They are faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of them is love. And we just went through love. And which of us in here can say that I have love, that I am the epitome, I am the symbol of love? Which of us here? And yet, the scriptures tell us that the who of love is God himself. Amen. It says God is love. So, it will take the Holy Spirit working with you, working in you, to grow this fruit. Amen. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. And maybe you're here and say, whoa, Father, where do I start from? Where do I start from? The how, you know? Where do I start from? How do I even begin growing in love? How do I begin? Matthew 22, a group of smart Jewish religious people come to Jesus. And the smartest of them thinks, let me corner Jesus with a very tricky question. You get to verse 37 and the Bible says, and Jesus replied, Matthew 22. Jesus replied, the very smart chap, and he said, the man asked him, what is the greatest commandment of all the commandments? You know, Moses gave us the 10. There are many other commandments all throughout the Old Testament. Now, we don't even know. Now, they say even with tithe, we have to do this, and with this, we have to... Of all these plenty, plenty commandments in the Torah, which is the greatest of them all? And Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And then he says, a second is equally important. Look, Jesus is the smartest person who ever walked on earth. You now, God is a spirit. I don't see him with my physical eyes. So, 
I can tell you that, listen, the kind of relationship I have with God, that, look, God, he speaks to me, Fidi Gadochi, as we say in Ghana. And I can, I can tell you any story. You know, look, God gave me a revelation. I saw Daniel. In fact, he took me to the lion's den. That, that lion, I know him by name. Look, that lion has descendants in Kenya. They are walking. If you go on safari in Kenya, you know, you go down, follow this tree. You see a particular lion. That lioness with a spot on the left eye. She's a direct descendant of that lion. I can tell you all sorts of stories. So Jesus says, listen, there's a second one. And it's equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then somebody was smart enough to ask, who is my neighbor? And then it becomes a whole other story. It's easy, but you know, the practicality of loving your neighbor. Some of you have very, very nice neighbors. Uh, Some people have me as a neighbor. It's not easy. Your neighbor is a young man who wakes up at 4 a.m. and decides to play old pirates. Yes, they roll by. And he can smell the weed. The fragrance of the weed. The incense. It says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's not easy. But here is the how of growing in love. Set your affection on God. Amen. Pursue a life that genuinely wants to work with God. Amen. It's not about people. Start from there. This is where we start from. If we are ever going to grow in love, we have to be obsessed with pleasing the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we'll make mistakes, you know. You think you had him to bring me a million dollars and maybe it wasn't him. And now you've brought it. You can't take it back. So, Pastor, the last time I heard, but I didn't hear right. Can I get there? And it's gone. And in learning to obey the Holy Spirit, sometimes we'll make mistakes. We'll make genuine mistakes. You go and prophesy to somebody that they are going to marry a Russian. You know, and maybe it was a Croatian, but you didn't hear right. And then they'll call you a false prophetess or a false prophet. Or, Do you get my point? Like, we will make mistakes. First Corinthians tells us very clearly, uh, 13, it tells us, it says, when it comes to prophecy, we don't see in full, we don't hear in full. God shows us in bits and pieces, and sometimes the picture we are seeing is not very, very clear. But one thing is clear, that love lasts forever. <laughs> Amen. And the way, the journey must begin with us setting our affections on Christ. Amen. Is Christ your all-consuming passion? Is he the most important person in your life? If he was to tell you to walk away from whatever, can you? If he was to ask you to give the most precious thing, your Isaac, will you? When you wake up in the morning, is he your steering wheel or is he your spare tire? Who is he to you? What is the quality of that relationship? Do you even know how deeply he loves you? When was the last time you heard from him? The last time you checked on him? But this is where this journey begins. Amen. It begins with all other voices silent. Just you and your father. 
knowing how deeply he loves you and say, Father, make me like you. Teach me to love. Help me. Galatians 5.16 Help grow in me. Help me develop this love. Help this fruit grow in me. Help me. Amen. I want us to bow down our heads. is love and we are his children and yet today the church, the body of Christ, when people think of love we are not necessarily the first to come to mind we are not the first to come to mind you know Paul writing to Timothy said listen in the last days the world is going to be it's going to be extremely chaotic because people will love themselves rather than God the anarchy we see, a lot of the heartbreak we have had to deal with, the personal tragedies and the personal sorrows it was because somebody loved themselves more than they loved God they loved themselves and their money they, they chose the money over our health, over our education they chose their comfort over our peace of mind and our joy and our safety and we've been hurt and wounded in the process. And God says, I want to work with you and I want to work in you and I want to work through you so that by you, when people see you, they will know you are my disciple because they will see love in you. Holy Spirit, we pray, may you help us. You are the companion who never leaves, the paracletus, the teacher and the guide the best of them all. Help us. Help us set our affections on you. To love you with all our heart. With all our soul. With all our mind. Help us make you our biggest obsession of all. Until we produ you produce in us. Until you produce in us this fruit that abides forever. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church on Zoom, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.